everyone. Welcome to episode 139 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. The whole gang is back together again, and somehow we have completely overshot January by a long shot. We find ourselves in a post punxatani Phil state of mind, but we can't ponder the musings of this infamous weather critter for long, or we will find ourselves firmly in the grasp of March before we know it. We can't create more time, but we can create more generosity in ourselves, and that's our goal for today. All right, before we begin, as always, last week we continued our My, My, My series where we decided that in order to accept the invitation to the Gospel Feast, we must make all other interests subordinate to the one purpose of receiving Christ and His righteousness, above economics, above hobbies, above every selfish consideration, above family, above friends, above denomination, above service to self, we must prioritize service to God. If you missed that episode, you can go back, hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. If you are listening in Apple Podcast app, swipe up and everything you need will be there. All right, on to this week. It was my, 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 my gift is proportional to my blessing. So, Andy, early on, you begin with what I think is the foundation that we should build on any time that we're deciding how we can become the generous person that God intended us to be. And starting with Paul writing to the Romans with really powerful words that say, what can we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Talk about a generous God. Since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't God who gave us Christ also give us everything else? And that's something that deserves not only thought, contemplation, prayer, but really a place in our heart when we're thinking about, not that you can play tit for tat with God, you can't <laughs> outgive God in any way, shape, or form. I've heard that in many different places, but that's really, that's really something that when you stop to thinking about it, with the magnitude of God gave us all this, this amazing gift, what else wouldn't he give us? It's uh, What's the verse about yeah. the... You wouldn't give your kids. Oh yeah, you, you know, he knows how to give gifts to his children. Yeah, 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 he gives those gifts too. And so, and and he's just a very, very generous God. There's evidence all through Scripture of his generosity, and then we have uh, we have also our own personal experiential evidence of his generosity as well. That you know we can look at our own lives and see how he's been generous with us. Yeah, and that helps us be able to believe that his he is a definitely a generous God who wants the very best for his kids. Too many people have a grouchy old grumpy man, you know, <laughs> stingy God mindset a little bit. Here's this ogre that doesn't want us to have any fun or any benefit in life, and sort of we have to negotiate with him to get anything we get. And that's so far from what God is. He's just a generous God who gave us all things in Christ, and so He's going to give us everything else as well. I think that's. The less, not lesson, but that's really what we need to pick up from all of this is that yeah. it's not about keeping score. It's not about making sure that I get what's due me or, you know, sowing and then I reap. And I, and I understand that terminology because they were in a very, well, it was an agricultural, yeah, you know, agrarian <laughs> community. But but on the other side of it, I think he he wants all of us to understand that generosity is the is the underlying side of his kingdom. It it's, really it's is. It's part of his character. It's, it's his character. Yeah. yeah. And if we keep score, if we're into scorekeeping, yeah. I, I just want to <laughs> encourage all the scorekeepers in the world, we lose. Yeah. We lose. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Doesn't end well for us. <laughs> don't, don't start with not keeping score. God's more generous than your ability to keep score on yeah. it. That's awesome. Well, and your intention here was absolute clarity that God is very generous, mm-hmm. correct? And you made a solid case. 
But what convicts Andy McDonald that this is not only truth, but has prompted a generous life in yourself? What brings that about? What convicts Andy about this? Well, just the bulk of scripture that I think when it's properly understood reveals a very, very generous God. I mean, Jesus Christ leaves heaven and mm. empties heaven to come down and make salvation ours. Yeah. That does it there. And then also, I think there's evidentiary evidence throughout stories in Scripture and then through stories in modern, te- modern days as we see God's generous hand in other people's lives. And then for me, the very practice of returning tithe and giving offerings and then watching how in spite of that outflow of resources that I'm always okay and, and God has taken care of me through all of that. And that continues to build that that sense of faith that God is a generous God who wants to be mine, everything, and everything is his. That's what's crazy. He wants to share everything he is with us, his very glory he wants to give to us. And yeah. so it's, I mean, it's a generosity really beyond our comprehension, but we have to sort of continue to remember it and think about it a little. Well, we're talking about you know, money. And that's how we we relate to this whole thing. But you go back to the Old Testament and it wasn't necessarily just currency. There were different sides to this. And wealth comes in all different forms. And I think we have to realize that God returns so much to us and we are blessed by so many more things than just looking at it from a monetary standpoint. Oh, definitely. I don't want to do a spoiler for this next week, but I'll do a little (laughs) spoiler for this next week. When you think about the fall of man, Mm -hmm. uh, Terry Owen taught a class recently here at our church that I just thought was profound. Post the fall, what Adam and Eve do to get back in with God is nothing. Mm-hmm. So just go back. You might want to go back and read the creation, creation story. story again and with that in your mind in preparation for this week. Preparation this week, for this week. Okay, I won't say anymore. That's don't, good. Don't, don't, don't spoil anything. That's good. Part of this whole conversation and understanding the gifts, a lot of them, a lot of the blessings we're never even going to understand. Right. We're not going to see them probably until we get to heaven. We're not going to understand their impact. But this always requires at the basic level faith. You know, mm-hmm. it's what I see. It's what I feel. It's what I'm. I read the scriptures and I trust and choose to believe, choose to believe all these things. But personally, I really feel like as a created being, also as a belief that God instilled in our very fiber of being a desire and a corresponding satisfaction that comes from nothing else as satisfying as being generous. Mm. There's a certain something that when you do it, it's, it's, it's not even describable. Right. It's just a certain feeling that you, it only comes from that. It is more blessed to give than, than to receive. receive. <laughs> there you go. And personally, for me, the more I give of myself, whether it's my time, my talent, or my treasure, it makes me a happier, less stressed, less judgmental. And maybe the one that I find myself being surprised about the most is less critical. Mm. When I'm being more generous, I'm way less critical of other people or even myself or situations, maybe life in general. How do we convey this joy and this feeling that's so hard to describe, so hard to put in words, that requires faith and feeling? And as a church or as Christians, you know, so many people will default to, they just want my money. We aren't any more perfect financial stewards than any other area in our lives where we fall (laughs) short. And so from the outside, what's drawing people to this generosity that Christians should excel at more so than anyone else? And money being a touchy subject, is there a proper or a better way to engage our church and outside community with the joys of giving because it's a great feeling? It's what we believe. How how can we communicate? I feel like we just 
don't communicate that as well as we could, should. Yeah, Jeff. Maybe. <laughs> Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> no, I, I really, I really think, I really think that there is nothing that beats taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. To, to try it, if you, are, if you're a hesitant giver, and and there are lots of people that are hesitant givers. I, I, that, that's not something to, that's unusual. Sure. But if if your hand stays closed a little more than it stays open. Just try experiencing the open hand. Let something go that you value for the benefit of others or benefit for the kingdom. And then sort of test and see how that feels, how that works in your life. I think experimenting with it is a really one of the one of the best ways one to the best really ways to do it. test well, it. I do think that there is a side to this that even could be psychological from the standpoint. Of course of- you would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That I think sometimes we invest little by little, right? Mm-hmm. We don't always jump in with our whole what? our whole being. We put toes in the water? Yeah. Oh, and sometimes that money, <laughs> if we're talking currency here, we're talking money, sometimes that's the first step sometimes. Right. And yeah. so testing it out may just very well be... I want to, you know, I want to invest a little bit in that. Sure. Very, very few people say, I'm going to jump in with my whole being. So maybe what God's saying is, just, you know, try it out with a financial investment first. And Absolutely. Then- and, I th- and I think also, as, as I talked about in the message, there is a, a proportional yeah. aspect. And my gift is proportional to my blessing. And so... Oftentimes, a church when they're having a campaign for a building, let's just say, will say, "Well, if everybody, if everybody in the church gives X amount of money, then we'll be able to meet our goal." It's like, "Well, wait, 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 wait." <laughs> you know, the single mom who's barely, you know, scraping it by and taking care of their her kids, uh, to ask the same from her as the person who's making a, you know, a zillion bigger yeah. salary, sure. and and maybe is just a couple at home with no kids to raise any longer. To ask the same from both groups is not fair to either group. Right? Uh, you're not get, you're not allowing the person with that God has poured resources in to have the richness of blessing in a big way that they have Absolutely. the capacity to do, and you're oftentimes then putting a burden on a, a person with less means that it's way beyond their ability to do. And that's why when Paul says he, he wants us to give from what we have, not what we don't have, what we don't have, yeah. and and to give give in proportion to our blessing. I'm not talking about tithe. We're, this is beyond tithe now. We're talking about give in proportion to one's blessing. And God has blessed all of us in so many ways that whether it's time or talent or treasure, there's great opportunities for us to be generous with, with our community, with our, our church, with, with our neighbors, with uh, people we work with. Just, yeah. With all of our resources. Yeah, yeah. Well, with all of our resources. And I think when you that situation you just talked about there where you know everyone's kind of asked, well, if everyone gives the same, I also feel like we don't – we're robbing, like you said, the person who could really give generously. We're robbing them with the idea of like, well, that's all they asked for. Yeah. And, I, you know, that's fine. And the other person's going, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Yeah, there's no way I can make that goal. And I think that what we do is we marginalize people to not even get involved, mm-hmm. to say, well, that doesn't really fit my plan. Instead of engaging and saying, listen, just like you're saying, out of the abundance of what you do have, what can you give? Can you even come in and answer the phone for an hour a week? or You know, there's <laughs> got to be something you could do, Right. right? But even though, like you said, it's we're past tithing on this, 
we did talk about tithing, so I wanted to do just a real quick Q&A okay. here. Just, I yeah, mean, that's okay. Here we, we go. We, we did, I knew I was going to get it. Go we ahead. did this last year, so let's just, let's just make sure that because, you know, when it comes to tithing, it's pretty confusing for some at best and grossly misunderstood at worst. So right. let's, we're just going to do a couple true and false here. So we're going to make sure we're all on the same page. True or false? 10% is a biblical concept. True. True or false? 10% was a church invention and twisted interpretation of scripture. False. Okay. 10% is a return of what isn't ours back to God. True. Ooh, he, ooh, we had to think about that one. Just a second. What were you worried? It was a little tricky. It's not yeah. ours. It's God says it's his. So. Okay, finally. True right. or false? A withholding of the 10% and not giving is actually stealing from God. It's true. That's true. Okay. I think biblically, it, I don't think I have a hard time building a case other than that biblically. I mean, there are scripture statements that would cause us to believe that. Yeah. Now, how, Absolutely. How, I think this important thing that I said in the message, how that's distributed is yeah. the individual follower of Jesus's decision. Right. Often influenced by denominational affiliation. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, and that's, a, that's an important distinction. The, it's a biblical principle to tithe. Exactly how the tithe is managed and handled is less biblically mandated. Right. Okay? It's more organizational decisions. Right. And we actually got to... Our last point a little bit earlier, because while we were talking about tithing, and I would encourage you just go back and listen to it's the first part of the message where we go and Andy lays out tithing, because it's really more than we can talk about and really answer in all great detail here in 15 to 20 minutes. So go back, check the message, hospitalchurch.org, and you can go to the archives there and catch the message, because I think if you miss what Andy says about how we biblically look at tithing and we talk about denominationally, we talk about all these different things and the choices that we have to make. If it's still maybe a little confusing to you, ask Jeff, ask Andy and say, listen, I, I heard the message and I still have this question, but to or me, call Randy. Call well, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I can give you their number. It's no it problem. Is, it is going to be a difference. You know, it, for those of you that are, are not part of the or, same organization, I mean, it's always going to be different from organization to organization. Oh, of too. course. Yeah. But that's what I liked about the way Andy laid it out was biblically, here's where we are. And denominationally, this is what we've decided. And there's got to be some freedom in there for how God leads each of us individually within a certain set of parameters. And I want to leave it there for the tithing part. But honestly, I really walked away from that and I felt really good about tithing and about giving because – so many times we hear that word and immediately your ears scrunch in a little bit tighter, <laughs> your mouth gets dry, and you immediately start to feel a little bit sometimes like, oh, man, I don't really want to talk about this. But I really felt the way that you laid it out was just really easy to to just go through one by one and give yourself a good feeling about what and how and what God's asking well, you. Well, because oftentimes people feel like they owe tithe to God yeah, and they've got to pay, quotes, their tithe. As opposed to recognizing that, that, hey, this is really not mine to begin with. Yeah. It just comes through my hands on the way. And that really should be a great freedom that we're not doing this great thing for anybody when we don't take what's not ours. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that the way that you described that made it just made it feel like you're in partnership with yeah, God. He's right. trusting you to do something. It's for our blessing. It's for our benefit yeah. that he wants us to do this. And that we're just reminded that that's what he, everything we have, not just a 10, but everything he gives us is his and for us to manage and to manage it to the best of our ability. He doesn't need right. our money. 
No, he doesn't. All right. One of our FHE takeaways this week asked, what is a real and tangible way you can love and give according to what you have? Now, I chose this one because this is kind of what we've been talking about the whole time. But I think we need to understand ourselves personally and what God is asking from us from a big picture all the way down to the day-to-day grind that can cause us to lose our generosity with excuses of not enough. Insert your dilemma in that not enough. (laughs) If you aren't hearing God clearly as you pray, engage a friend. Pick something completely random to give, even if it's the smallest thing you can think of that you can give and let God lead you from there. There's a comfort that can come with stepping out into discomfort but do it with a friend. Makes it a little bit easier. Mm. Challenge someone, hey, I'll go donate an hour to do this if you'll come with me. Start with something easy <laughs> that you can both do with the idea that you're going to move along in your faith journey. If you have good ideas of how you've kind of made this something that you can do with a happy heart and easier than it used to be, leave a voicemail, send a text 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And these are my final thoughts from Andy's message, his final thoughts. My, I was going to say my favorite <laughs> final thoughts from Andy's message in a long time. They're always good, but this is just the heart of the matter. He said, we are beggars who have found bread. We are poor who have found riches. We are the lonely who have found companions. We're the lost who've been found and now know the way. Our God gave his life to save. That was the proportional gift for him, and now he invites us to love in real and tangible ways, to give whatever we can according to what we have so that our gift is proportional to our blessings. Goodness gracious, if that just doesn't make you want to be generous, and however that that is going to manifest itself in your life, I don't know what else will. That was absolutely spot on. So this week is final installment? The last of our series, My, My, My. And it is, my gospel is not just for me. My gospel is not just for me. Is that like hide it under a bushel? No. I'm not going to say. Okay. We'll see if I'm right. (laughs) Tune in next week to see if I'm right. All right. One more time. One quick reminder. Church retreat is coming up February 15th through the 17th at Kalakwa. Registration has been open a long time. You might be able to still put a tent somewhere. I'm not really sure. But go to hospitalchurch.org slash retreat to find out what openings are left if you have any questions. Tammy, T-A-M-I at hospitalchurch.org. And next week, don't miss because we're going to have an awesome announcement regarding a first at church retreat that you won't want to miss. So as always, do join us again next Wednesday. Episode 140 will be the topic and a surprise. Thanks for listening and have a great week.